T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Lee Harris, and here are today's top local stories. Dean DeVore has been sounding a little concerned that we haven't had any measurable snow in the city so far this winter. Maybe that changes today, or maybe not. Let's find out what the latest uh, over-under is on this from Dean. Dean? I'm not really that concerned. I have not minded this slow, uh, snowless winter myself, personally, but that's just my personal preference. There are people that are pretty hyped up about that thing, and you're right. I, I, I really think it's a very small chance that we get enough in the city to measure, because it looks like the dry air, Lee, is fighting off this precipitation as it's trying to come through Pennsylvania. It's very sporadic there. As it gets towards us, I think we could have some like snow showers break out later this morning into the early afternoon with the steadiest precipitation mid to late afternoon arriving. Now, city and coastal suburbs, I think it's a brief flash of some snow before it then goes over to rain. I think the most consequential snowy parts of this system are for a few hours later this afternoon this evening as you get out to near and beyond that 287 corridor. But even you folks will go over to rain, and then rain becomes the big issue with this storm. going to be some big downpours tonight in the early hours of tomorrow morning, so it's going to be a wet mess late tonight and probably still for the morning commute tomorrow. We'll keep you up to date all day long on New York's weather station, 1010 Winds on 92.3 FM. Today's the day the LIRR starts running trains in and out of Grand Central, the results of decades of on and off efforts, but uh, only limited service for now, a shuttle between Grand Central and Jamaica. MTA Chairman Jano Lieber says that's to help familiarize riders with the new arrangements, all of uh, this is being called Grand Central Madison, the new part of the terminal. We're going to give people a chance to get familiar, and also we didn't want to turn on the new schedule, which is a totally redone, expanded schedule overnight. So we're giving folks a chance to figure out what's the best ride for them. Governor Hochul will be among the dignitaries riding the inaugural train leaving Jamaica this morning. It's taken forever to get this project done, and the timing could be better. What became Grand Central Madison first showed up on planning documents in the 1950s. Construction of the tunnel that goes under the East River for the Long Island Railroad actually started construction in 1969. 1969. The project has become the poster child for New York's ineptitude on big infrastructure projects. Phil Plotch led MTA planning in the 90s and early 2000s. It's uh, something that we should celebrate, but at the same time, uh, we should be a little cautious about that celebration. It's a big win for riders, but he says it's tough to justify what became an $11 billion price tag. We don't have $11 billion to throw around to build more of these kinds of services, and the needs are so great in New York for rebuilding the, the subway system and the train system that we have. In the end, Plotch says it's not clear ridership will hit the MTA's goals thanks to the rise in remote work. Steve Burns, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. Mayor Adams is notoriously fond of the city's nightlife and fine dining, and he thinks regular New Yorkers should get out more, too. In fact, he's willing to put the city's money where his mouth is in the name of fighting hate. Samantha Liebman explains from City Hall this morning. Sam? And Lee, the mayor relaunching a program he first started as Brooklyn Borough President, Breaking Bread, Building Bonds, holding the first dinner last night at the JCC in Manhattan. 
And so when we enter a subway system and we see the diversity on that train, we no longer feel as though this person is different, but we're so much alike. The goal to bring people from diverse backgrounds together to help combat hate. Those who want to host 10 people at one of the 1,000 dinners can apply via a city hall website. The mayor hopes attendees will go on to host their own meals. That turns into 100,000 people. 100,000 people becoming an ambassador to show that not don't we tolerate each other, but we respect each other. Hosts will be reimbursed $150 after submitting expenses, funded not by the city, but by the nonprofit UJA Federation. Samantha Liepman, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM at City Hall. The city is funding an organization that is coordinating the dinners, however. The annual attempt to count the homeless people living in New York City is underway. Outreach workers and volunteers will be checking the subway system and the other usual places, trying to get an approximate number of people living on the streets. Mayor Adams says that number should be zero. There's nothing humane about allowing people to live in the conditions we're seeing in New York, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Detroit, all over our globe, people are living on the streets. At last check, almost 68,000 people were living in city homeless shelters. That's just shelters managed by homeless services. There are thousands more living in shelters managed by other city agencies. A record number thanks to the busloads of migrants sent up here from the south. Congressman George Santos is revising the paperwork on his campaign finances. Questions have been raised about the sources of the money. George Santos has said he loaned his campaign $625,000. He also claimed that on previous disclosure forms by checking boxes to confirm the half-million-dollar loan in March of 2022 and $125,000 in October of last year. But on a more recent form, Santos left the boxes unchecked. Experts say Santos may be violating campaign finance laws and just unchecking the boxes may not help him. Daria Albinger with that report. A second man's been arrested now for the murder of 74-year-old Maria Hernandez, who was found strangled in her apartment at 83rd and Columbus a week ago today. 53-year-old Terrence Moore of Brooklyn is charged with murder and burglary, same as 47-year-old LaShawn Mackey, a former superintendent of the building where the murder occurred. He was arrested over the weekend. Well, let's find out who got elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame last night and who did not. Mark Ernay with the election returns this morning. Mark? Well, Lee, we mentioned here yesterday a certain third baseman had the best shot, and it turns out he was the only one who got in. A two-way superstar playing 17 seasons for the Phillies, Cardinals, Reds, and Blue Jays. Today, Scott Rowland becomes a member of the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame President Josh Rowich on MLB Network, who asked the new guy, which cap goes on your plaque? Right this second, with all this going on, to think about something that specific, I, I, I can't, and I'm so appreciative of every organization and all the teammates and, and the fan base, and you know, it's just four incredible, incredible places that I'm very very appreciative of. Though Roland still has some time to figure it out. Induction day is July 23rd. And for the record, Todd Helton missed out on election by 11 votes. Mark and a 1010 Wins Sports on 92.3 FM. Thanks for listening to the all local from 1010 Wins. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Wins, visit 1010wins.com or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.